are, we are human, you know, we are, we are not athletes, we are not superstars, we are not celebrities, we are not uh, anything, you know, we are humans at this moment, we are vulnerable humans, you know, our brother is, you know, fighting, and uh, we have taken off all of that armor, and, and we're just being human, and the humans that we are is where our brotherhood, like we're uniting with 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 just positive vibes and just positive spirits and positive prayer and uh with being a human um you kind of just take it for what it is because we're all learning how to deal with this situation together and this is not a situation that the average person will go through last three days talking about all of this playoff stuff these new scenarios with the with the coin flips and uh, yeah, it, it, this is where it get fun now. Minus all of that, yeah, it, it's minus it's, all that. It gets fun now. We was talking earlier, yo. I, it's a lot. Head was hurting. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> My it's head was hurting a lot. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Adjusting the Will podcast. This is week five. Justin here alongside with Will. Um, today's special. We got a guest with us. Our first guest. What's up, Paris? Hey, what's going on, fellas? What's going what's on, going man? On? How you How feeling, you? man? The energy is good, so I'm feeling good. Ready Baron to talk Webb, what's going on, man? <laughs> Are you ready, ready to talk this? some football? Uh, look, y'all ain't got me in the you know good cop bad cop position. Right. You know what? <laughs> I think I think I can I can I can rock with you boys. That's what's up. Just hold your own. Right? <laughs> don't, don't get nervous. Hey, look, we want to um start start off this week um where we ended off last week um everything that happened with uh Demar Hamlin. I know we were actually uh in real time watching the game um and also uh reacting to it. So last week when we were watching it, we didn't have the the audio uh on the TV and uh Will and I both were were thinking and uh mentioning if they were going to finish the game and them needing to finish the game. And and of course, his life was more important uh, at that time than finishing the game. So we definitely wanted to speak on that real quick. Um, yeah, for sure. We 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 don't want it to seem insensitive or anything on our end. Right. Like like Justin said, we were watching it on TV, but we couldn't hear everything that you guys were hearing out there. So we're just watching it and assuming and then guessing on what was going on. Right. So we just want to, you know, clear that up. For everybody out there. Right. But now that we've had a chance to see what has transpired um, over the course of the last week, we want to react to everything that has taken place, especially starting with um, how everyone else reacted to it, in particular Skip Bayless. Um, I know a lot of people, players in particular, got on him real hard um, for what they deem an insensitive tweet for mentioning the same thing that we were thinking. How is this game going to get finished, especially considering the importance of that particular game um, because it had a lot of weight to it concerning uh, seating, um, whether or not one of the teams was going to get a first advantages round by. Advantages and Exactly, advantages, yeah. exactly. So let's start with that. So what do, you, what do you take from what Skip said, the timing of it, and how everybody reacted to it? It's tough for me, honestly. Because sometimes you look at it like a player and sometimes you look at it like a fan. From a fan's perspective, in the the time that we're in, far as the world that we live in right now, it was handled the correct way. Okay. You, you understand what I'm yep. saying? But the player in you 
understanding the game, understanding what you sign up for, understanding the risk that you take every right. time you put on that equipment, you expecting the game to go on. Now, of course, not that one because he almost lost his life on the field. Right. But if we go back in history, Ryan Shazier, the game continued. Right. Antonio Brown, the game continued. Everybody else injuries, the game continues. So it's just your natural instinct to wonder, is the game going to continue? Right. Now, Paris, since the game didn't continue in that particular on that particular night, do you feel like it could have um, continued maybe Tuesday, maybe Wednesday? Because we know that the NFL made a decision on Thursday to cancel it all together. So do you think they could have continued it uh, Tuesday or Wednesday? You know, I thought about that because um, obviously there's a week in between, before, you know, before the Super Bowl start. And um, a lot of guys, they don't care about the Pro Bowl activities and all that. So I was thinking that perhaps they might either do a Thursday night game, make it a doubleheader, you know, with the Dolphins playing, or maybe they would extend the week and maybe give it, take that week that they normally would break up, you know, the last playoff game before the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. push that back, and then do an extra week and just let the Bills and the Bengals play that one game. And they didn't. And um, to be honest with you, I was I was a little conflicted about that because like y'all said, we're so used to players getting injured and the game goes on. Now, we can get into whether that's the right thing or the wrong thing, but that's what history that's what has said. Absolutely. You know? So when I saw that they decided to cancel the game, I thought about, okay, and especially once we saw that DeMar was doing well, mm-hmm. his his first thing when he when he came back was did we, we win. win the game? Right. You know? So, you know, <laughs> you know, we kinda you talked you touched on the whole Skip Bayless thing and of course how the players felt that that was insensitive. But you can see even from DeMar's perspective, this man almost lost his life. And now he's first thing he opened his eyes, he thinking about the game. So the two s- things. Two things. Mm-hmm. One, when you look at it from Skip's perspective, what he was saying wasn't wrong. Right. It was just the timing of exactly. it. Exactly. A few minutes after they found out that this kid needed CPR, mm-hmm. you're asking, is the game going to go on? And now I get it from a journalist perspective. A lot of them want to be the first one that mentions something. You know, they want to be the first one to give information or give thoughts to it. And it's like, dog, not in this moment. Like, so, so let me ask y'all this question. Is it is it the fact that he said it out loud? Because everybody else was thinking it. Let's be honest. I Every, think no. I just, I just think it was the timing. Right. That's I don't, what I'm saying. I, so is it that he said it, it, said it, had out he said loud? it the following day? Okay. I don't think he would have got as much pushback. Okay. But because it happened in real time, moments after we found out in that he time. was given CPR. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I also wanted to reply to what Paris was saying as far as pushing um, games back. Right. Because we're so late in the season, mm-hmm. I don't think that would have worked. Especially when you think about. Um, how a lot of how a lot of stadiums, um, cities, they have things prepared mm-hmm. way in advance. So when you when you talk about um, removing that 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 bye week in between the championship game and the and the Super Bowl, which would be the Pro Bowl, right? Right. A lot of those players who uh, may have been uh, not just um, elected to the Pro Bowl, but invited as reserves, right? Now they don't get a chance to go and receive that check. 
right? Right. Um, also, you have to think about whether or not venues, say like a Minnesota, for example, who has a dome, right. if they have concerts, yeah. um, stadiums, or or cities who have other stadiums within their vicinity who may share parking lots and they may have something, something else on. going on, like like a Philly, That's fair. where you have... Lincoln, where you have Wells Fargo, and you have all Citizens that in the Bank, same park, all that in the same, yeah. all that in the same vicinity. That's so, fair. I don't think that would have worked as far as pushing the game back. I mean, pushing it a week back. I think the only scenario that would have worked is if they played they on played Wednesday. on two, played on Wednesday. Wednesday, mm-hmm. Wednesday would probably been probably would have been the most idealistic day to play. Right now, as, and then they could have made the two games that were on Sunday. They could have played Monday. Monday. Yep. Monday. So Absolutely. now you still got the three, four days to recover and get ready for your Monday night game against New England and against Baltimore. Now it now it leads us to the question, why didn't they play? And of course, when we look at what transpired with what Cincinnati's been saying the last two days. Okay. In reference to, nah, this don't work. Because, yes, they're at a disadvantage when you think about Oh, we didn't get to finish this game. Now now we don't have a shot at the one seed. Right. We also don't have a shot at the two seed unless Buffalo loses to New England. Right? Exactly. And then if Buffalo and Cincinnati meet in a divisional round, since they are the two and the three seed, then they play at a neutral site. And so, Cincinnati was winning that game. So it seems as though, because me and Justin, Paris, me and Justin had a conversation about this off the record. Right. And my whole viewpoint on it was, it seems as though Cincinnati was getting punished. Oh, absolutely. Overall. Because now, I'm sorry, what now what I also expressed the will, this is why I said my, my head was was hurting. Because when we talked about it Saturday, I said to him, because nothing nothing had transpired yet as far as the games. Wins, losses. Mm-hmm. Kansas City hadn't played yet. Um but they did end up playing and they did end up winning. Which means Kansas City benefited the most from this Entire situation. Right. Now they're the one seed and they received the bye week. Right. Whereas with Buffalo, had they beat Cincinnati and then beat New England, they would have received the bye. Yep. Right. But they didn't finish the game with Cincinnati. Right. So now we've been speculating, especially since Cincinnati has come out and said, yo, this ain't fair to us, especially with this whole coin flip thing and Baltimore beats us and and there's a possibility that they could get a home game despite us having one winning, winning the division. Mm-hmm. And then we got to do a coin flip with Buffalo. Like, what I'm thinking. No, not a coin flip with Buffalo. I mean, it's uh, just neutral, neutral, neutral site. Neutral so, site. so they'll never get to get the championship game and home field. Right. Other than that first round. Other than that first Buffalo. round. Now, what Will and I was saying hmm. is perhaps Buffalo, because you got to remember, there was some report that came out during the game, during the during well after the whole event with Demar, that the NFL said y'all got five minutes to warm up and get back on the field. But then Troy Troy Vincent came out and said, no, nah, that wasn't true. Like, but the way I feel about it and what I think, no, nah, the NFL wanted them to finish that game. And I, I and totally I definitely agree. yeah, excuse me for cutting you off. I definitely agree with you because Joe Barrow has started warming back up. Mm-hmm. So that right there let me know you're throwing to get ready to play. Exactly. So for him, so for Vincent to come out and say that was never a conversation, I don't believe that. Yeah. And as we sat here and watched, even up to the point where both teams walked in the locker room, I think that Cincinnati was in agreement 
that they should stop the game in that moment. That day. That day. Right. But what I also think is that once the conversations were being had behind closed doors about what they were going to do with that game, I honestly believe that Cincinnati wanted to finish the game and Buffalo didn't. Mm. Now, if you think about why Buffalo didn't want to finish the game, I'm going to let Will tell you. Okay. Well, what you got? They can't beat Cincinnati. They don't, I don't believe, because this is my, this is my thought process on it. What made y'all want to, what changed y'all mind from Tuesday to Friday? Was it the updates on him? So if he didn't give y'all any positive updates leading into the New England game, would y'all have canceled that game as well? It's a great question. You understand what I'm saying? I I feel Because my thought process is, I'm looking at it from the advantage point. We know we could beat New England. Buffalo, that is. Buffalo. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They they beat New England the last five times. Right. And it hasn't been close. Yeah, it's not a challenge for them. Exactly. So we know we can get this win and stay in the two seed instead of playing a game where we could have lost because it wasn't going to start over. Right. If you was watching that game, they was down 7-3 and Cincinnati was driving mm-hmm. to score again. Right. Yeah. If that game ends up 14-3, who's to say how that game was going to go? You understand what I'm saying? Right. And they had less to lose. Exactly. So they Cincinnati benefit Cincinnati. C- Cincinnati. Right. Cincinnati because, I mean. Cincinnati was going to be locked in at, at the, the three. At the three regardless. regardless. Whether they, if, if they lost. If they lost. Right. If they lost. If they lost. Which they're the three now. They're right. the three now. But so, also, too, when you think about what Buffalo had to lose. Mm-hmm. Like Cincinnati, what they had to gain by winning was receiving the two seed, right? Does that. But it's more, it's more at stake for Buffalo because – you could either go from the one seed or get dropped all the way down to the three seed. Buffalo not finishing that game, they still get, at minimum, they get a three seed mm-hmm. with a home game and then potentially getting a divisional game at a neutral site. If they dropped down to the three seed, they would have had to go on the road to Cincinnati, right? But now that there's still a two seed, it's still a neutral site situation. But then if they beat Cincinnati, they still have they still have the possibility of hosting the AFC championship game. Right. Whereas with Cincinnati, if they beat Buffalo on the neutral site, they could potentially still have to go to Kansas City. But let's but let's also put this in mind, and I want your thought process on this person. Mm-hmm. A neutral site game for Buffalo isn't a neutral site game. Not at all. Because the Bill Mafia travels. Right. Exactly. So that neutral site game is going to be a home field game for Buffalo. Let's Whether take it, it let's let's take it a step further. How do we feel? How do we feel about how the NFL and like again, we want to be extremely careful with what we're saying because we don't want to be insensitive to DeMar and what he had to go through. Absolutely. But how do we feel when it comes to how the NFL has handled this entire situation with Buffalo. Cause I, I expressed it the will. I felt like they did entirely too much this weekend. Like the way it felt when you see all the threes mm-hmm. and the pray for DeMars and the DeMar t-shirts, it was like the boy died. Mm-hmm. So you feel like it was a little bit forced. It was way forced. Mm-hmm. I get it. This is something we've never seen, but the outpouring of love for him was great. Yeah. But all the the decals on the helmets and the and the and the, the threes uh, on the, the threes, threes on the, the field mm-hmm. I saw and that. The, like I just felt like it was a little too much. 
and then once you and then you talk about the game yesterday, like did a lot of stuff. Yeah, like you watched it. Yeah. yeah. What did you think about the game? All, 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 all bias aside, <laughs> what did you like watching I, the game? What did you think? I never like to get into conspiracy theories. Okay, but but mm-hmm. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. first play of the game, kickoff return mm-hmm. in the fashion that they did it, I just felt like okay, it was like a soap opera. Yeah, it, it, it felt like it was some, scri- somebody it, it felt scripted. It, it felt like somebody wrote that up. But but what I would say is this, and I'm gonna use one word: optics. Yeah, I think the NFL realize that look this is a business and death is not good for business that's just the truth that's fair so if this guy had he not recovered i mean <laughs> had he not recovered as quickly as he did you know the nfl is in a real tough spot if they say you know what all the things you suggested hey let's play this wednesday game but Demar's not you know he's not responding how does that look from a business perspective? Not that it should be looked at that way, but that's just the reality. But that's of it. only because that's only because this particular business, somebody almost died on the clock. Yeah. But when you think about when you think about when Sean Taylor died, he wasn't on the clock. He was at home. Yep. Right? And the and the Redskins or commanders at that time, they still had to play that game the following week. They had to attend his funeral on a Friday. And play. And still Sunday. had to play on Sunday. Yeah. Did they have the T-shirts all around everywhere then? Did they have the twos on it, burgundy or yellow? Yeah, sure. What was not. what was that? Oh, but, but because this particular player was on the clock, and don't and I don't want to I don't even want to get into what's going to happen once all of this kind of like dies down. Mm-hmm. But we have we have to go there if we really want to explain and justify our feelings and our thoughts on. The optics of it. Well, let's do it. Because I look at it like this. Everything that they did this weekend for him, I, I personally, I understand it, but it was definitely overblown. Like, I think that that's something that you do if someone passed away. That's just my opinion. Like, everybody pointing to the sky. He's not in heaven. He's in a hospital. Right. And that sounds insensitive, but... That's the truth of the matter. You understand what I'm saying? And every saying. player on that field, every player that is employed by the NFL know the risk that they take every time they suit up. We all know it. Now, this is the first time that it's got to this point where we've seen it in our face like, okay, you could really lose your life. And, and But the, you know the majority what you sign the, up for. And the majority of the country almost witnessed somebody die right. on national television. Right. Being employed right. by this brand, right, and the brand has to protect the the shield, right, so that once all of this kind of like, you know, once once we saw that he was getting better, mm-hmm. the NFL took advantage of the situation. Like it again, I'm not taking away the outpouring of love he received, especially from the players, mm-hmm. um, all of all the people who donated to his charity. Mm-hmm. That was that was a great service. But why but, why did it take for him to almost lose his life for people to donate to his charity? You because of human nature. Okay. Just simply put, people only pay attention to things. I mean, you know how it is. Yeah. You know, even in, in mm-hmm. personal situations, yep. people don't reach out to you, they don't call you right. until something bad happens. Right. Now, man, I'm thinking about you. I'm praying for you, whatever the case might be. And it's temporary. And it's temporary. <laughs> and then guess what? Six months later, a year later, they go back to their norm. 
So this is the question that I had for you and Justin. Yep. I highly doubt he'll play again. Right. He shouldn't. Even even if he can, I don't think the NFL wants to. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wants to wants to go that route. What do you think the NFL is going to do for him if he can't play again because he's not vested? He's not a veteran. He's only been in the league two years, mm-hmm. six round pick, so he hasn't made any money. Mm-hmm. So he, did you- he's nowhere near the pension. So let me start by what are they gonna do? Let me start by saying this. That same week, I want to say that the Tuesday, that following Tuesday, news broke about the NFL agreeing to end race-based dementia testing in the settlement. Okay, which was particularly affecting African American players. Dementia, yeah, right. So, mm-hmm. to me, I think I I think I expressed this to you the other day. The NFL was trying to take small steps into creating a better situation for players after they retire. But as we know, players can't touch their pension until they 55. Okay. Most players retire somewhere in between 30 and 35. So you can't touch a pension for almost 20 years. For another 20. Hamlin hasn't even gotten out of his rookie contract. Right. So in my opinion, I think because of the type of organization Buffalo is, mm-hmm. Buffalo's going to take care of him for a while. What kind of take care of? I think that Buffalo's going to make sure he's taken care of in terms of financially. Financially, okay. Um, because it's it's almost like workman's comp. Okay, like he okay. got hurt. You know what I'm saying? And if he can't play, if he's physically unable to play, especially considering that he almost died. Now it's different. I. But he's not covered under the NFL for work. Right, that's home. why I said Buffalo. Oh, okay. I think Buffalo yeah. is going to take care yeah, of Yeah, because the league because doesn't have to do anything. <laughs> have we heard in like what's going on with Ryan Shazier? Right. Like he 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 lost his career with that neck injury, yeah. right? But with DeMar, and, and and I hate that we have to compare Pair. the two. Yeah. But because because like you said, this is this is a this is a violent sport. Yeah. And you think back to why Shannon Sharp didn't go to work that Monday. I yeah. mean, that, that Tuesday. Mm-hmm. He probably was thinking about Sterling. When Sterling got hurt and he was paralyzed for a moment on, on the field. field. yeah. And then that basically affected the rest of his career. Right. So, that day, he didn't play again. Right, right. Yeah, so, he didn't play again. So when you think about life and death and then just a a gruesome injury, it sucks that we got to compare. And that's why I said everything that the NFL – is doing it's saving face. It's it's saving way too much. It's, it's saving, saving more face. face than they have. It's saving face. That and but you know that's the NFL. They're always they're not proactive. They're reactive. Yeah. But then but then with that being said, with them being reactive, it makes me think about well, what are they gonna do? Cause when we were watching the game, I said this last week, are they gonna put new measures in, safety measures, to kind of help this from happening? Now, this was this was nothing that him, uh, Hamlin, or Higgins could have done differently. Right. Right? But it makes you think about player player health. It makes you think about what they might have going on that we don't know. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the Lamar situation when he was getting sick. Why is he getting sick so much? Mm-hmm. So it made me think about J.J. Watt earlier this year when he was ruled out, I think it was like week two, week three. With the abnormal heartbeat With or the something? abnormal, with, with their regular heartbeat. Right, yeah. And he got the surgery. He had a quick sur- quick fix. 
And to me, in my opinion, I think it kind of led to him retiring. retiring. Yeah. Possibly. You see what I'm saying? So is it is it going to, are, are we going to go down that rabbit hole where they're going to start, because it, it's certain things you can't test for. Right. Right. It's certain things you can't check for. Right. Certain things just happen. That's the that's the nature of us being imperfect. That's the nature of us growing old and dying. Being human. Like that's the nature of life Absolutely. in this system. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, because I was thinking about that. Like, is is are they gonna find ways to be able to see if there's something wrong with you? Come on, Pat, jump in here. What you thinking? You know, I, I, I think that as you mentioned, the human body is just by nature fragile. I mean, we look at the actual play, and there's nothing that said this man is going to get up from this and just literally collapse. Yeah, collapse. Yeah. Right. So the ability to anticipate, you know, basically something that is minute <laughs> as far as the likelihood to happen to someone else, you just simply can't do. Right. But what you can do is the NFLPA can start looking at the collective bargaining agreement and getting these players guaranteed contracts. Even, I mean, even, <laughs> I don't, know. Don't, don't you touch that. <laughs> don't you go there. It's too early in the pause. No, don't, no. don't start, don't, don't bring that up right now. Look, man, we've been, we've been trying to stay away from that. Cause we're going to, we're going to have to go there. Yeah, I, I know. So I won't, I won't go there, but what I will say, is that what I did no, feel we was go there. I'm sorry, we're going to go there. Oh, okay. We're going right, to we'll, 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 we'll we go, go there. We'll go there. But I did want to say that what I did feel was genuine was the Buffalo Bills and how they responded, right? So as you mentioned, you know, DeMar is on his rookie contract. Mm-hmm. And based off of the language that's in his contract, right. when they waived him and put him on IR, right, they basically had language in it where he would get basically half the money. Exactly. And he was only making a total of like a million. Exactly. Not even that. So 825 was but what it, he was and making. And then he had a signing bonus that was like 160 exactly. or close to 200. Exactly. So he wanted a little over a million for the year. Exactly. So now putting him on IR, he'll only see 500 of that. Right. Right. So that, and, not, and that didn't make a lot of waves, but I appreciated that the fact that they brought the heads together between the union obviously the Bills and the NFL mm-hmm. and fully guaranteed his contract for this season. Now, I would like to see if they would go forward with that and right, now fully guarantee his contract for the remaining years. Because I was going to use your word. Mm-hmm. That was done for the optics. Okay. That was done for the at optics. Least, at least for now. At least for, at because least for you, now. right now they can't put him on hour and take half his money and we almost seen him die. You understand what I'm saying? I can't disagree with you. You you, you understand what I'm saying? I, it's I would, a lot of it's a lot of that would be a horrible look. One of the one of my favorite one of my favorite sayings is mental gymnastics, mm. and that's what that is. They're playing with the mind, like they they, they think they slick. Mm. Like okay, look, he almost died, but we could have took care. But we we want to show y'all that we care for our players. So in other words, we got to let this play out and see what they do. As we mentioned. What happens in personal situations from now on? Let's see what happens from in year on. two, exactly. year three. Exactly. And if he's still on the coaching staff, exactly. Can he can he perhaps help that way? Some way this a way be. that he'll continue right. his career even if he cannot play. Because exactly. the thing is, if 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 we begin to delve into the whole guaranteed contract situation, that has to play a part. You see what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. now it becomes a situation where 
what if this happens with someone else? Not necessarily a life or life or death matter, night life or death matter, but a career in but a career in this situation. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you know when somebody's career on the line, no, nah, them owners and them GMs and them presidents, they want to sit down and, and try to figure out, oh, what money can we get back from you? Yes. Because you're not playing. And that's exactly where I was going, Justin. The NFL ownership will fight to the end of time. Before they give everybody guaranteed guarantee contracts. contracts. Because they like to know, like, uh, I want to find a better way to say this without using that word that starts with an S and end with an E. They like that that meal, that slave meal, where you can <laughs> get rid of one and bring another one, recycle yeah. them. Yeah. If we guarantee all y'all contracts, we could recycle y'all, but y'all still in our pockets. They don't like that. I want, I want I don't to touch, see them on, I want touch on two things from that game, too. Now, I didn't see anything, but I've been hearing about it. And then uh, DeMar's parents even had to come to tease uh, defense about it. Did y'all see anything? with? Yeah, um, yeah. They people? were blaming T. Yeah. 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 Why? Because somebody it, got, someone has to be the bad guy. Yeah, it, it has to be someone's fault. Right. It can't just be chemistry and right. a, just a freak to, accident. Mm-hmm. It has to that's, be someone's that's, fault. That's and ignorance, due to the fact that man, he was the one getting tackled... Oh, maybe you shouldn't have put your shoulder in his chest that hard. Right. Like, this isn't two grown men playing a gladiator sport. Exactly. And the other thing I wanted to take from it is, is something that's not going to get talked about. Um, as we were watching that game, we noticed some theatrics on Cincinnati's end, especially with Trey Hendrickson. Will pointed it out, and I, I actually happened to see the replay. He rolled up on Josh Allen's leg mm-hmm. on purpose. And because of this entire DeMar situation because of what's transpired that is not being talked about so that do, game has been thrown out so there's no record of that game right but do you forgive Mac now forgive him for, for, <laughs> why God forgive him because you brought that up about how he tried to roll up Eli Apple he you see what they do to the quarterbacks why he can't return the favor did somebody try to roll up on him we don't know I, if, I that, if, if, that. if that if if that specific player had did that then you understand. Then it. I understand it. But so if Josh Allen comes back and do something Some dirty to you know to Hendrick, Trey Hendrickson, yeah, then it's fair game. I'm I'm not, I'm not gonna say it's validated, <laughs> but what Trey did because my whole it thing was is dirty. This. No, it was dirty. I seen it you a rolling at my leg. Yeah, yeah. You wrote like I can't time. do anything. You see what I'm saying? If you come up yeah. and push me from behind or something like yeah. that, then but you rolling up on my and then you did it with some force because mm-hmm. he got taped up after that, right? Yeah. Right. And we don't know if he's still being affected by that or not. Right. But I wanted to point that out. Because, and that's true, because now that I think about it, he didn't run that much against New England. No. Remember, man, you was talking about it during the last part, how many times we thought he was going to run throughout that game. And he only ran the ball against <clears throat> New England maybe three times, four times the whole game. Mm-hmm. So going, so getting back to my point about player safety, mm-hmm. if the NFL is so headstrong about player safety, and if all of these games, all of these plays are being looked at simultaneously, each one, one by one, because we even talked about how some players will receive um, fines, and we like, dang, when that After happened? The game, yeah. So I think back to the Green Bay game last night when Quay got ejected for pushing a trainer, for trying to come to um, Swift's um, aid. But what a lot of people aren't talking about as well is when that took place, his teammate, his Georgia homeboy, came in and kind of gave the trainer a little, sh- you know, yeah. a little shoulder shot. Yeah, shoulder shot. Yep. Yeah, so yep. it's just like, 
again, and then when Swift got hurt, 90 threw his forearm at his head. Yeah. And that was the second time he'd done something like that that game. And they missed so, it both times. Exactly. Yeah. So it may it makes me think, all right, if y'all so if y'all so headstrong about player safety, then what are y'all gonna instead of finding players, maybe y'all y'all need to start suspending them a game or two. Mm. Take they take their game check. Right? Because to me, like this is a joke. It really is. We do, we haven't seen as many dirty hits this year, mm-hmm. but over the course of the last few weeks, it's, it's gotten like chippy. It's it's gotten real. And then for the and then for Cincinnati to come back a week later and say, "Oh, Baltimore was a little dirty in the game yesterday," just because we were, you know, Baltimore was being physical in the mm-hmm. defensive end because they continued to play that game. So again, what are we gonna do about player safety? Y'all, y'all want to talk about player safety when it's convenient for the game in terms of offenses putting up numbers. We don't want defenses touching the quarterbacks, head shots and all. But y'all missed two head shots last night. Yeah. And you, and you literally took the words or, or took the thought right out of my mind. You can't pick and choose. You know, I was um, thinking about a couple of the episodes earlier. You talked about Tua and how the NFL has clearly missed certain events that involve player safety. So you can't pick and choose just because the camera is not spotlighting right. a player getting injured. Right. We can't just, you know, wave Players your hand and just happen. act like it yeah. didn't happen. Like, yeah. come on, what, what are you doing? Absolutely. Since you brought him up, do you think we see him again this year? Tool? I'm going to take the words from what you told me. If it was up to the Dolphins, yes, but he <laughs> should not. Okay. So well, it, so they're going to have to save him from himself. The, I, I mean, they haven't been doing it so far this year, but well, so far to now. today's Monday. So far they they say he's still in uh still in concussion protocol. So I think he has to what like Thursday maybe? Mm-hmm. Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. I think he has to Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, that would be the first so, practice. Right. So Okay. I'm betting that we don't see him. I'm as much as and the same thing with Lamar. The same thing with Lamar. Lamar wants to play, but and we not going. We not going to dive too much into that. Who was okay? So if Lamar wants to play and the Ravens clearly want him to play, mm-hmm. why we'll wouldn't st- he play? Yeah, we're stopping. We're stopping him then. The doctors not clearing so? him. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. the doctors. So you think the team doctors going to say no? No, we going to take this out. No, gonna- I think I think they. If if anything, because you got to remember, he doesn't have an agent, right? So. If they haven't cleared him up to this point, right? Mm-hmm. And they said two weeks ago he still has swelling around the knee. Right. So I'm telling you, if he get out there and play, he going to make it worse. And he going to miss next season. But I don't think the Ravens are worried about him missing next season because I don't really think they plan on keeping him. Exactly. It plays to their advantage. It benefits anything. them if he plays and looks bad on exactly. a swollen knee. It's, it's literally like the Buffalo Bills situation. Exactly. They don't have as much to lose. If he wins the game, great. We go to the next I think round. it's a completely different scenario because this is your franchise quarterback. And if you, if. Is he really? But th- that's the question. No, I'm saying like right now in this moment. Is he really? In this moment, yes. He is your franchise quarterback. We still in 2022. Season. Oh, so you we, you you want you want to go off technicalities? <laughs> oh, not for right now. Right. But I'm that's, saying that's like I'm moving saying. forward. Like, of course, you gotta you gotta live in the moment. Right okay. Now. You in the playoffs? Okay. You need your franchise quarter. 
once once the season over and that there's no contract, he's no longer your franchise quarterback. Mm. Right. But if you get him injured, then you done lost your, your bargaining chips. Absolutely. So it's a lose-lose for them. It's a lose-lose for him and the Ravens organization at this point. Because if I'm telling you, if Lamar get out there and get hurt, they have they have they have nothing to bargain with in terms of trying to trade him. Right. Right? Teams are going to lowball him as far. Go ahead, perhaps. I was going to say teams are going to lowball him as far as draft picks are concerned. You're not going to get three first rounders because there's all you you've seen it the last two years as an injury history. But if I'm a, if I'm another organization, I'm not trading y'all for him. I'll just yeah. You're just going to wait till it become I'll a, wait yeah, it out. right. So my thing is, this is why I say it's a lose lose in in more detail. If he go out there and get hurt, you're not going to franchise him. Why not? Like if if. You gonna franchise him and and pay him 40, 45 to fifty mil sitting a or, whole year, or you just gonna let him be a free agent and let somebody else pay him? But are you gonna pay him for? All right, so you, if you, you have no choice. You gonna you have to give him a so new you gonna, deal so or you franchise gonna eat, him? So you gonna eat almost fifty million? I don't think the Ravens are gonna do it, but that's the only way for y'all to keep him. But no, you have to. You have to. All no, no, you're, you're Steve Bashotti and you're Eric DaCosta. I'm what signing you, and trading him. I'm doing the While he's injury. injured. Yes. Okay. Because if he's a free agent injured, he's still going to get his money. And then we lost him and didn't get anything. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like a Kevin Durant situation. Yep. Okay. That's exactly, exactly what it is. Okay, he's injured. We can't trade him because nobody's going to give us what we want for him because they know we can't keep him. Right. And, and due to the nature of the injury... You can project that he's going to be healthy at some point, and you've seen what he can do on Dude, the field. So I'll I'll take I'll take it. Look, I'll sign you, and we'll, and then you got to understand they could play with the contract the way that um, I'm sorry, Cleveland did for Deshaun. Exactly. We can make it to where as though your first year don't affect us because mm-hmm. you're not going to play. Mm, that's a good point. You got to understand. See, I t- I t- like a lot of times I think like the GMs. I think like how they think. You got to think greedy. Yeah, like if I know. He want this money. All the rate, all the organizations know, but Shadi's not giving him a guaranteed contract. Why would I trade you two first, two second, and three players for him? When I could wait it out, go ahead, franchise him, do what y'all want to do, and when he hit the market, I can get him for my number and don't have to give y'all enough do and you pay think him that, to keep do you everything. Think now that we're now that we're talking about this, do you think Lamar knows that? That's why he's so anxious to get get back out there because it's like whether I get hurt or not, something gonna happen to the point where I'm gonna still get my money next year. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think Lamar thinks like that. I don't think he thinks that next level. He's a competitive football player. Mm-hmm. So if he can play, he wants to play. Right. And that's what's affecting him when it comes to not having an agent. Because an agent would have told him at the beginning of the year. Don't play. Don't play. Exactly. But then that would have made him look selfish. It would have made him look selfish, but it comes a time where the players have to be selfish like these organizations are. All right, I can speaking t- speaking of these organizations, like I said, I, I ain't mean to cut you off, you but good. let's 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 do this seasonal recap, right? Okay. okay. Let me give you two scenarios. Let me give you two scenarios, but you know, for both of y'all. Okay. The first scenario, you're in a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Nine year relationship, right? Mm. Just had a child. Okay. Oh boy. Your wife tells you, or your lady tells you, mm-hmm. ah, this ain't working out no more. Right. Um, I think it's best we, you know, we go our separate ways. But I'm keeping the child. Okay. Versus this next scenario. Okay. You've been with your your lady for almost two years. Okay. She tells you, 
I kind of don't know where this is going. I kind of want to see other people, but, you know, I still want us to... Right. You she, know. she want this open. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> she she goes out on a few dates. Yeah. She comes back like... Oh, it ain't fun out there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's... let's 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 get let's this another try. This. Yeah, it ain't fun. After about there. two weeks, she go. Eh. <laughs> I got it made here. Uh-huh. That's right. So, what scenario would you rather be in right now? The long term committed relationship, and they telling you this ain't working. But the short term. we we had we we had the child, but we keeping the child. The you t- free to you my, free to my go. My answer is the short term because that long term. That time hurts. I can't get that back. Absolutely. That nine years, I can't get back. I could suck up too. You see, you see what teams I'm talking about. Yeah. Which teams I'm talking about? You. T- <laughs> <laughs> you see what teams I'm talking about. See what teams I'm talking about. What teams I'm talking about. No, no, no. no, no what teams I'm, I'm, I'm not doing this with Pers. What teams what, I'm what, talking about. What's your thoughts on him? I'm not what, doing we, this. With we talk. We, we talking about. We talk. We talking about that open relationship with the Jets, right? Right, and we talking about that long term committed relationship that the Raiders had with Derek Carr See? and that baby being Demonte Adams. He mm. wanna he wanna keep See? taking me down this jet rabbit hole. <laughs> yes, That's I what did. he's trying to do. I'm not. I'm I not mean, doing you said you wanted the, you wanted the short term. You wanted this yeah, because this. because my thing is this. In the long term, I understand, but I've seen all that you had to offer mm. when it comes to Derek Carr. Right, yeah. I know what you are. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. And I and my and my thought process is always like that because for another example of before before we get into that, Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. He is what he is. That's right. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, he's throwing all these interceptions. He's doing this. He's a fourth round pick. Fourth round pick. Yep. He has a certain level that he can reach. He got a ceiling. If you look at all of the quarterbacks that's in the playoffs, majority of them are first rounders. You understand what I'm saying? Statistically speaking, yeah. You you need one of those ones. Yeah. Like you need a bona fide, a fourth rounder could get you. Those are those are the type of players that are placeholders to me. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Until yeah. I find my franchise. Right. Yeah. I would have never gave Dak that money, because now everybody's saying he's not worth the money. He wasn't worth it before he got it. Right. Not off his skill set because he's an NFL player. But based off where he was the, drafted the way you was drafted and the type of money you got, that's why I tell Justin all the time, sometimes it doesn't matter about your skill set. It's just about being free. You hit the free agent market, you're going to get paid like a top five player. Kirk even Cousins. Though exactly. And Kirk been robbing them for years. Man. Guaranteed. guaranteed. He was the first one with the guaranteed. First one. He been robbing He didn't have, what, two guaranteed, fully guaranteed. And then got right. a big bag on top of it. Yeah. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So to get back on topic, I understand the Raiders saying, okay, we've seen enough with this. Absolutely. But Jared Stidham isn't the answer. Of course not. He was in New England. But, Josh, you know that. But here's the thing. Potential has has a clock on it. Right. And so do coaching. Absolutely. So you only got a certain amount of time to either figure this out or, or does he? Let's 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 speak on that. No, it's it's and, Black Monday, and and, and it's, <laughs> it's not Black even Monday. it's not even that he got he got in trouble for what he did in Denver. Josh, that is Josh yeah. McDaniels. Uh-huh. He got fired. Mm-hmm. He took a job, reneged, yeah, and then got another job. That was classy. And then 
the other the new job, he has that job looking worse than the person that had the job the, the position before him. So with the with the Raiders with the Derek Carr situation, that's why I asked like when it's a long term relation. Obviously, you you felt like something was valuable um, with this person because you gave him a contract, and he looked he looked good last year. Cool. But again, Derek Carr, Derek Carr, he looked good last year. But he has a ceiling. That's all that's it cool. is. <clears throat> that's all it is. But my thing is this: because because it's Black Monday, I'm gonna ask this question: Why is it that? Why is it that when players, when a when a coach steps into the picture, first year coach, mm-hmm. right, with a player that has already been there, that took a team to the playoffs the previous year, right? right? Solid point. Now, y'all don't look so good this year, but it's not just it's not just him. Derek Carr is is who he is, right? right. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, now I think the reason why they were able to make this move late in the season by saying, look, Derek, we want to go in a different direction. One, because he had no more guaranteed money on his deal. And they didn't want him to get hurt. Right. So why is it that they can move players in that capacity, mm-hmm. but when a coach get fired, you look at the coaches that got fired today, mm-hmm. especially Cliff Klingsbury. Yes. He shouldn't have never he got the just, job. He just... But he did. So okay. so so we passed that. But he that just point, got right? read up. But he just got read up. Exactly. He just received an extension and is and then the extension goes into what, twenty seven? Mm-hmm. Seven years. Extension. I mean it's crazy. Uh, I'm gonna go five years. My thing is is that you go back and look at the beginning of the year when Matt Rule got fired. He still had four or five years left on his deal. Why is it that coaches, even when they get let go, they can they continue to receive the money that they were getting for coaching. But with the players, it's a completely different story. Paris, I'm going to give you the floor. I'm just going to make one statement on it because Look. I don't like keep being that guy. But he set me up to go there. Let's, 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 let's go back in time. They made up the Rooney rule so that black coaches would get the opportunities. Right? So... It was predominantly white-based coaches. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I got a sick mind. I'm comfortable paying my white counterparts even if I let them go. But the players are viewed, like I said earlier, absolutely the slave mail. Mm-hmm. I could recycle y'all in and out. Just y'all just cogs in my system. You understand what I'm saying? Like I use you for four years, wear you out. I can get another year. It's rentals. Exactly. So that's why I feel as though that's handled like that. If I let the player go, I don't owe you anything. If I let the coach go, what is supposed to be predominantly white and what is majority of the NFL players are predominantly black. Right. And and, and, and if we're being truthful and honest, this is part of the reason why they don't have guaranteed contracts. Exactly. So it all goes to... The skin color, yep. in my opinion, absolutely. I have no problem hiring. Hey, a yo, woman. speaking of cut, uh, skin color, you think we be? You think we could be color commentators? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not. I give you one game, Will. Not me. Yeah, not me. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> with keeping it real. Social wrong. media would kill me, Man. bro. Not me, because I don't know we what to say out my mouth. I'm going to be the one it. to make an and say the wrong thing. And... <laughs> You're you going to be too honest. Yeah, and they don't like that. That's right. Yeah. And you, so I wouldn't stand You're not chance. here for the optics. No, nah, I don't stand a chance. Right, I would speaking, do it. All right, all right, speaking of honesty, y'all. <laughs> speaking of honesty. 
All right, give it to me straight. Give me your uh, award winners for the season. Give me your MVP. Mm-hmm. Give me your offensive player of the year, your defensive player of the year, your offensive rookie of the year, your defensive rookie of the year, your comeback player of the year, and your coach of the year. Go Boom. Ahead. Oh, man. You straight out the back. Yep, let's go. All right, MVP. Okay. Just off of numbers, we have to go Pat Mahomes. Okay. But, but but that's not what we're asking you. Who's yours? Not off the numbers. Not off the numbers. Yeah, not off me, the me, I like that pressure with. Right. Not off the political like pressure. Correct that's right. No, I want yours. No optics. No. I right. want yours. If I'm being honest, right. I think it's Jalen Hurts. Okay. To me, what I've seen as far as his ability to raise his his game, mm-hmm. how he's reading his progressions. He's if there was a most improved player, it would be him as well. It would be him as well. I like that. Now, so, Gino, that's comeback. <sighs> comeback. That's Gino comeback. Come okay. That's I like that. That's a good call. Okay. That's, that's a good call. That's, that's a real comeback. good call. Okay. That's my comeback. Hey, they wrote me off, but I ain't right back. I ain't right back. <laughs> <laughs> and he in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. No matter how he got in, he got Pro in. too. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so, so Pat will get it. Okay. But, but if I had to Jaylen. pick Jalen, okay. He, even despite he missed, even despite the fact that he missed two games. If anything, I think that boosted it. It boosted it, my right. man. Okay, it okay. boosted it. Facts. So, offensive player of the year, Justin Jefferson, and I got him edging out mm. Tyreek. I got mm-hmm. him edging out Tyreek mm-hmm. by a little bit, but for consistency purposes, yeah. Justin Jefferson Justin. was just yeah, a dog. monster this year. Yeah, yeah, dog. And yeah, also, that you think about the respect he command. Everybody talk about double and triple teams whenever you know he ain't go mm-hmm. off. Of, during the game, like the Green Bay game, for real. So, mm-hmm. I'm a I'm yeah. a I'm a big I'm a big fan of the bravado and backing it up. He said last year, Devontae's the, the number one receiver now. I'm Next year, that's one. gonna be me. Yep. There you go. And he yep. stood on that. And he yep. stood on it. I love it. He yep. stood on that. All right, defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And look. Michael Parsons had it for a minute. No, he didn't. Never had it. Oh, <laughs> okay, had it. okay. You he feel that way? Had. Look, he had he had a nice little stretch where he was making some noise, but Nick Bosa has consistently been dominant. Especially- Michael Parsons would not be getting all the recognition he's getting if he wasn't in Dallas. America's team. That's what you think. But it not is? only that, I feel like he has more pieces around him. But the he, but- he has he has more. He has more defensive help. Yeah, but my problem with him, it's not even him because he didn't do it. The modern day Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, they. That, that's what it, that right yeah. there is when I was against him. You yeah. should never ever say someone that's been in the league what two years? Not even this is second. This year. is second year. Is the modern day Lawrence? What position changed for him? Well, look, you know, but part of that is just the NFL doing what they did, creating storylines. I hate it. I know. I know. We all. Hate it. It's, it's corny. <laughs> I hate it. okay, so Nick but Bosa's, but nonetheless, yeah, no. a, as Justin pointed out, Nick Bosa has yeah. been consistently dominant. Yeah, a dog. You know, I mean, he's just been a dog. Yes. All right, so offensive rookie of the year, um, you know, this one is a little tough for me. I was looking at Kenneth Walker, but he didn't get a chance to play the whole season. You gonna hate me for saying this, well? Oh but I know, I know, girl. Wilson, Wilson. Man. Wow, <laughs> look, man, look. Considering considering the quarterback play. Considering yeah. the quarterback, he went play. over a thousand. Yes, yeah, he, he went over eleven thousand. Yeah. Okay, I mean, eleven hundred. Okay, okay. So 80, 80 I'm not mad catches. at that. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. Yeah, yeah. I'm but, not mad at that. But take away the team that he plays, that's Ohio State receiver. So you know how that's coming. Yeah, you know how they do. You know how they do. Yeah, you know how they do. Man, what? Like 
their receivers are usually good when they hit the league. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ohio State yeah, receivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm I'm give you another name that I was looking at. Honorable mention. Okay. Chris Olave. Okay. Chris Olave, quiet as cap. Yeah, quiet. Again, yeah, keeping but, in mind yeah. QB situation. Yeah, but he yeah. got hurt too. He got hurt. So, he so that's why I say yeah. honorable mention because okay. he didn't get yeah. a chance to play it out. And then obviously Damian Pierce, same thing. He didn't yeah. get a chance to play it out. But this Damian was, Pierce, that's a Houston, Houston. running back. Yeah, there okay. we go. There we go. Okay. So now defensive rookie of the year. You're not going to hate me on this one. Bro. Oh, I thought you was great. <laughs> say that guy. No. I'm not going to sauce you. Yeah. I'm not going to sauce you. I was going to flip the whole podcast if you just said sauce. Man, look, that would be, look, some furniture moving up in here. Yeah, man. So but, you say Wooler? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Six six interceptions, but more more so just his physicality. Right. To me, the way he's, you know, handled his business He doesn't look week, like a rookie. He Bro, does if not. You, if you go off the numbers alone, if you go off the numbers alone, Sauce had what, two or three picks? Mm-hmm. Two picks. She had two, right? Wooler yep. had six. He also had two fumble recoveries. Mm-hmm. He also had a block field goal return for a touchdown. He a had a fumble, fumble recovery. A four, he had a, a interception return for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Sauce did lead the league in pass defenses with 20, but Woodland was third or fourth with 16. Mm-hmm. 16. So he was right there with him. Mm-hmm. Sauce didn't make the playoffs. Woodland did. What Woodland did. Mm-hmm. That's just going off the numbers. Right. The numbers. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the impact, how one impacted the game versus another. And we talk about this all the time. Sauce wasn't even the best corner on his team. Right. So a lot of those pass defenses he was getting, he Where was zone. getting zone and on third and fourth receivers. Right. I don't want to hear nothing about the 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 receivers he went up against because he wasn't in man coverage. Uh, he wasn't in man coverage against those receivers for the majority of the game maybe about 10, 15% of those snaps. And a lot of that was decoy stuff. So and when you 10, look at, when you look at Woodland high. and my honorable mention was, uh, Aiden, uh, uh, mm-hmm. Hutchinson in Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Had a phenomenal year, yeah. nine and a half sacks. He had three picks. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, he started off a little slow. I know he had that one game against Washington. We had three sacks, and then we kind of ain't hear from. But like, once Detroit's defense got it going, and and they went on that 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 stretch where they finished up seven and two, he played was the anchor yeah. on that line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he yeah. was the and he plays with so much intensity. He has a high motor, like. He was second on my list that's and not then bad. sauce third. Yeah, that's not bad. He's putting on for his city, man. Yeah, that's not oh, yeah. bad. So that leads me to coach of the year. Okay. But I'm not going to steal your thunder, Will. Okay. I got coach, coach of the, of the year? year, Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan, look. That's a great point. Wow. That's a, he lost, lost both your quarterbacks. Thank you, Justin. You lost both your quarterbacks, and then you got you to you, you gotta reassess. You got to adjust your game plans because you went with a dual-threat quarterback to a – a pocket quarterback to a rookie quarterback, and then you still been winning this entire time. Now you can say, "Let me play devil's advocate to y'all." And he he's literally making all my points. No, he's, go ahead. no, he's making great points. <laughs> but let's play devil's advocate. Okay. When has he had the same quarterback to go a whole year since he's been the head coach in San Francisco? Two thousand nineteen, Jimmy G, when they went to the Super Bowl. Dang. Right. So we're in 2022, 2023. So we mm-hmm. we talked three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. So for majority of the time he's been their coach, he hasn't had the same quarterback. And when haven't they been a successful team? 
2020, they had they led the league in injuries. Bosa got hurt. Jimmy G got hurt. What was their record at the end of the year? They were sorry because they ended up with a top 10 pick, and that's when they traded up for Trey Lance. From from 10, they traded up? They It was in the top 10. Where were they? They they were sorry that year. I don't think they was in the top 10. They might not have been in the top 10, but they... So if, they, the if they're not in the top 10, then that means they were at least a 500 team. Okay. You you get what I'm saying? They if weren't you, a 500 team. So they was so they was under 500? They were under 500. Yeah, it was under 500, but but how does how is that a knock on Shanahan? That's no, it's what I I'm, I'm not knocking him. I'm okay. saying that he knows how to coach. He takes the players that he has and because if you're going to say Kyle Shanahan then you you might as well have said it's Mike Tomlin. His job was harder than what Shanahan had to deal with. So if you can put Shannon, how can't you say Mike Tomlin? But I think a lot of Steeler fans would disagree because they feel like Mike Shanahan, I mean not Mike Shanahan, Mike Tomlin didn't do Mike Tomlin did a poor job at micromanaging his team in the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of Steeler fans would tell you that he should have went with Pickett at the beginning of the year instead Off of Trubisky. Cup. Yep. And had he done that, then they might be in the playoffs. I disagree. He wasn't ready. You think if he was ready, Mike Tomlin wouldn't have played him? Did it make a difference, though? Yeah, it made How a so? difference. Because now they seem as though he looks better with Pickett now. But if you start, my thing is, if you start a raw rookie like that. I don't think he's not raw. He was the most pro-ready quarterback in the draft. That's why they took him he, in the first round. He he played for Pittsburgh. But they say he was the most pro-ready quarterback. Yeah, What's, He played for Pittsburgh. What's wrong with Pittsburgh? <laughs> and and these are you know Baltimore guys. He played for Pittsburgh question. college, like that's not pro ready. I disagree. How, I just what, I just look it, at it. What makes it not pro ready? I'm saying in I, terms of the type of when I say that he when ran. I say right, but when I say pro ready, I'm saying you playing against the level of competition that will prepare you for the NFL. Yeah, if, but if that's a that's a that's not fair when it comes when you you can say that when it comes to the SEC. But that's but, not fair, but we're not speaking on fair, right or wrong. But I'm talking, talking about, about what it is. ready in terms of the type of offense, not the type of, mm-hmm. not the competition, the type of offense. Just like they say, uh, Jim Harbaugh, when he, I mean, yeah, Jim Harbaugh, when he was in Stanford and he coached Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck was the most pro ready quarterback coming out of that draft. Because remember, it was between who was going, who, we all knew who was going to go one. And then RG3 went second. But RG, RG3 ran that, that spread pistol. Right, um, but neither. But but Kenny Pickett didn't look like either one of them in college. But if we being honest, right? But that's why he was the only quarterback that went in the. So the the thing that I'm saying is that mm-hmm. not saying that he was pro ready in terms of he's going to come in and he's going to light the league on fire. No, no, I, 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 pro ready in terms of pro ready in terms of you're just saying the style his, of his, offense, the style exactly. of offense, his mechanics, his mindset. When when I watched the uh, the Sunday night game and they did they you know they little interviews and stuff even dating back to when he was in Pee Wee League mm-hmm. when he was a a child a lot of his coaches everybody around him family was saying he's going to be a great leader okay that was it so when I say pro ready like right Malik it, Willis it, no, they talk about Malik like we Willis have... was going in the first round he ended up going in the third and right. look how he looked. You see right. what I'm it sounds like we just have it's just your definition of pro ready. Yeah, that's all. It could come down to that. That's what it comes and, down and, and to. And truth be told, I think Tomlin tried to protect him because of what he saw with that offensive line. 
I mean, because that offensive yeah. line was porous. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it probably that, would not have been a good look to throw him true. out there first game of the season. No, that's true. But, but, that's true. but getting back to San Francisco, mm. not only do you have to think about the QB changes, right? Okay. You also lose Elijah Mitchell. You also lose Debo Samuels. So, so your entire offense is looking completely different than what you expected almost mm-hmm. every week. You got to think George Kittle in and out. Mm-hmm. So the the fact that he has managed this team throughout the season the way that he did, I got to give him the nod. Now, I was looking at Sariani because of what I've seen from the Eagles mm-hmm. and how strong they played and how consistent they had played mm-hmm. prior to Hurts getting hurt. Mm-hmm. But I, I, me personally, mm-hmm. I like to see the journey. Right. I like to see the journey. Like, right. look, the Eagles just, you know, they just came out yeah, they took hot like fish grease. Yeah. As they should, though. As, as they should. As they I think, should. I think, um, oh, let me, I'm, I'm going to let you finish your list. You got, you did coach of the year. Mm-hmm. And we got what, comeback player of the year? Comeback player of the year. This one's tough because you, you mentioned Geno. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking Derrick Henry. Comeback? Okay. Derrick Henry. Okay. I mean, he had a monster season. I wouldn't say monster. I wouldn't say. I monster. mean, he finished. He might have finished top five Russia, but I wouldn't say because he missed a game you gotta or two think, in there. See, and my then you got to look at how they finished down the stretch. The reason why I like that that Derrick Henry is because it was weeks after he got injured, he was still leading the league in Russia, mm-hmm. and he didn't play for like last year. No, it was this year. The beginning of the year, he no, got that injured. Was last year. That was last that year. Was last year. That was last year. That was last year. It was year. one. That like that type year. stuff, it's like okay, I could see. Yeah, that, that was last year. It's like okay, I could see that. So you say Derrick Henry? For I would give, back? I would give some pushback on that, but Derrick Henry, I, yeah, I, but I, I mean, it, for man. his lift, I understand. Yeah, I respect it. Okay, but the and then this is my reason, and 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 it's open. You know, there's a lot of guys that are certainly worthy. Mm-hmm. I think you brought up a good one with Gino, but to me, I look at what was expected because people was thinking that Derrick Henry was yeah. on his on, on his down serious climb. decline. Yeah, absolutely. So the fact that you mentioned. He's still top five. I mean, he had over thirteen hundred yards, mm-hmm. and let's let's be honest. That was it. If you played in the Titans, who are you playing all, against? Yeah, that's all you stopping. Mm-hmm. You're playing against Derrick. Yeah, you're Henry. absolutely right. So, yeah. so that's why the I fact, respect it. Yeah, so yeah. I look at what Gino did. I mean, oh, I yeah, man. I look at what Gino did, man, and the fact that he put up the numbers that he did, considering that he's been a backup quarterback for ten years, is a former first round. Mm-hmm. Did he go in the early second round, late first round, and he broke Russell Wilson's mm-hmm. uh, passing yards record. Yep. 29, no, 31 touchdowns. <laughs> like They rolled him off. He ain't right back. And and you in the playoffs. Yep. And regardless of how things transpired with Arizona and L.A., that's still a tough division. Absolutely. That's still a tough division. Absolutely. So I respect the Derrick Henry. I like that. But I like that. 99% of them votes going to Geno. Hey, yeah. look, and, and, I totally and, respect it. And uh, And – I mean, I don't have to tell y'all my comeback player of the year because I took Jano. Right. So that makes sense. Um, my MVP, I took Jalen Hurts. Okay. Because my MVP, when I look at MVP, I look at most valuable. They were what eleven and one when he got injured. Mm-hmm. They fell off. He come back. They, no, they were twelve and one. Was they twelve and one when he got injured? Twelve because they finished fourteen. And... He missed three they games. Been... He missed three games. Yeah. Twelve and one. Yeah, 11, I, was it twelve and one or eleven? Because I, I know he missed three games. Okay. So I take I took MVP. I, I got Jalen Hurts. My offensive player. I took Tyreek. Okay. So that's why I can't be mad at you, Justin Jefferson. I like that because I, mean, I thought about it, but I'm like Tyreek down there in Miami. Yeah, and and, and 
and if we being honest, I mean, talk about a journey. Yeah, I mean, because exactly. he he leaves Kansas City, exactly. And he start talking wild, like, "Hey, look, right, man, two is more." That's that's what I'm saying, and he backed it up he for us his play. So, because I never viewed him as a number one. Really, really, no, I didn't. Okay, I never viewed him as a number one when he was in. Like when he was in um, Kansas, Kansas City, City, I always felt like Travis was the number one. It's mm. just that you were scared of it's his complimentary. Speed. You get what I'm saying? That yeah. that was always my viewpoint on Tyreek, but him leaving showed that he could be a one because he's opened up everything for Jalen Waddle that wasn't open for him last year. Totally agree. So okay. I took Tyreek, defensive player. I'm with y'all, Nick Bosa. Yeah, Nick Bosa. I, it's no arguing that one. Um, my rookie of the year, defensive. I took Woolen from the Seattle. Okay, I figured you would. Yeah, I took him. Um, offensive rookie. I took Kenneth Walker. Okay, I ain't mad I at t- it. I took Kenneth Walker as my offensive rookie. <laughs> He's not going to pick no Jets. No, hell no. no. But no, no, but I would pick him if, like if, like, uh, what's his name, Breland? The running back for uh, the Jets? Uh, Brees Hall. Brees Hall. Brees Hall. Yeah, yeah. If he would have finished the year, yeah, man. I wouldn't have had, I had, had to no take choice. him. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. he was going crazy. Right. So it's not that, it, I hate the Jets, but if right. they got a play, I'm going to admit it. Sauce right. is just not it. Right. But, um... Yeah, come back, Gino, and coach of the year. I took Detroit coach. Yes, sir. I took him. Hey, man, he had the, he has those guys right. Man, to play. he got them playing, and yes. that's and that is like for this day and for the era that we in the football players. You need a coach like that right. for these young players. That's the type of coach you need. Somebody that can relate to him. Somebody that played, and he thanks. He says the things that a player thinks. You understand right. what I'm saying? Because like, he was a player. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. All his speeches and all of that, that's yeah. a player talking to his team. Yeah. That's not a coach talking to players. 100%. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why, they, that's why they play so hard for him. Right. So that's my coach of the year. Where you at? Hey. No, nah, we about to dive in this top five, man. That's what we what? about to do. We're not we going to get nah, your nah, list. No, no, no. I'll give you mine real quick. <laughs> um, so I, I, I had Patrick Mahomes ultimately. Um, I picked him over uh, over Jalen because of the numbers, not just the numbers, but P- Patrick being able to do it without Tyreek, um, him being able to use uh, every receiver on that roster, being able to facilitate the ball, despite the fact that Kelsey finished top four, top five in the league with receiving yards in as a tight end in the league. Um, is a testament to the type of offense that Andy Reid runs, of course, because they don't run the ball as much. But the fact that Patrick still threw for over 5,000 yards, yeah, almost 5,300. Mm-hmm. You know, they inching close to the record, 40 yeah, something touchdowns, and then the best record in the league. Yeah, he went so um, considering what he did uh, without Tyreek, and of course, more attention uh, being drawn to, or, or the attention being drawn to uh, Kelsey, and Kelsey still put up the numbers he did, is a testament to. Patrick Mahomes being, if not the best, one of the best quarterbacks in, in this the league. league. Okay. Defensive, um, I mean, offensive player of the year, I also went with Justin Jefferson. Okay. Um, Justin Jefferson, when you look at the numbers, he led the league in receiving yards. Mm-hmm. Um, he had, what, about 123 catches? catches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tyreek had, what, about, one, was it close to 40? Yeah, it was like... 119 or something. I thought something it was like that, 123, right? the 125. To me, like the that. difference between them is that Dolphins force-fed Tyreek mm-hmm. because they had a number for him. They was trying to get him to 2,000. Yes, it opened up things for Jalen Waddle. Right. 
But when you look at Justin Jefferson with a declining Adam Thielen mm-hmm. and an emerging KJ Osborne, sure they have Dalvin Cook, but I feel like they don't use Dalvin Cook as much. As I totally you, you see agree. what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you look at the record, yeah, like what they did. Um, he came up big in moments. Um, he put up. I mean, think about the catch of the year. Yeah, Buffalo game. Mm-hmm. Think about the catch of the year. So that right there should tell you. Like, come on. I can't argue. I can't argue with the Justin Jefferson. Um, defensive player with... of the year, of course, Nick Bosa. Mm-hmm. Y'all know how I feel about the 49ers. Um, I, I explained it when Paris was was mentioning it. Dominant. Yeah. Just dominant. The whole year. Uh offensive rookie of the year. I also went with Garrett Wilson. Okay. Um, the numbers speak for themselves, but you also have to look at the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when Brees Hall got hurt. That running game disappeared, so they had to rely on him even more so. Even in that last game against Miami, you seen the tenacity, you seen the prowess in his game. Especially considering that he's not a big receiver. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. My my defensive rookie of the year, I went with uh, Woodland. Okay. Um. In Seattle, Hutchinson was second. Sauce was third. That's what. That's all I'm gonna say on that. Okay. Um. My coach of the year. Mm. My coach of the year, I had to go with Sirianni. Okay. Um, this is his what second year in Philly, or his third? No, second. Because this, this is Jalen's third. Jalen's first year was with Peterson, right? And then he last year was with Sirianni. Last year, Jalen was still developing with a rookie. Devontae Smith with no one on the opposite side of him, yep. and they still went to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You went and go get AJ Green. You can say what you want. They AJ Brown. I mean, A.J. Brown, my fault. Philly, my fault, my fault. you going to get it again. (laughs) (laughs) They went and got A.J. Brown, and look how much that offense opened up. Look at what it did for uh, Miles Sanders. And the thing I like about what Nick did is that he kept everything at a balance. Everybody was able to eat Mm -hmm. in that offense. Um, um, Brown went over 1,000 yards. Mm -hmm. Smith went over 1,000 yards. Miles Sanders went over 1,000 yards. Dallas Goddard. Goddard still did his thing. The defense, even when players got hurt on that defensive line, they plugged and played. They brought in Indomitian Sue and all of them. Mm -hmm. That's why he's my coach of the year. And then, of course, comeback player of the year, I got to give it to Gino. Gino. Okay. All right. So, look, before we go to the next one, I got one question for both of y'all. Yep. Okay. Hypothetically, of course, what if they didn't trade Tyreek and they traded Travis? How do you think it would look then? Um, If he didn't have Travis, but he had Tyreek. I think that... The numbers, because a tight end is a quarterback's best friend. Right, that's why. So I asked it. if they would have traded Travis, I think they would have drafted a tight end, and whoever the tight end was this year or would have been this year would have had decent numbers because I feel like Mahomes is on that Brady level of knowing how to make players yeah. better. No, that's no, I'm not asking. I'm not asking for the tight end. I'm asking as far as the numbers. His numbers. It? Do you think? Like, do you think instead of Travis Kelsey being top five and receiving as a tight end, you know how his numbers is because his right. numbers went through the roof now that he's gone. Do you think that Tyreek would have got to the 2000? No, no, no. I think, for one, it's two completely different offenses. Okay. And secondly, with with Kelsey being gone, more attention is going to be drawn to uh, Tyreek, which okay. means that Mahomes is going to throw more to the opposite McCole side of the field, as well Juju. as yep. as well as the running backs. Okay. But the thing is, if you keep Tyreek, you probably don't get you probably don't get Juju. Okay. 
So that's fair. That's fair. You see what I'm that's saying? Fair. That Sky Moore pick probably would have been used on, on a tight, tight end, and yeah. that tight end probably could have got him seven, eight hundred yards. yards. You see what I'm saying? Fifty, sixty catches. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. I just because I, I ask that because I always think about a quarterback needs a tight end more than a receiver. Mm-hmm. Right. So I didn't see the effect. I, I didn't think that the loss of Tyreek was going to really affect him. Because he still had Travis. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So that's why I'm really not too surprised by his numbers. Right. Like, I'm really not too surprised by, by that. By Travis' numbers? No, by by um Mahomes' numbers. Oh, Mahomes' numbers, yeah. I'm not yeah. really too surprised yeah. by it because he got his best friend. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's hard for you to double-team a tight end compared to double-teaming yeah, a receiver. But, but 1,500 went to him. That's crazy. No, <laughs> another, that's... Another 4,000, almost 4,000 went, went to... You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. It, it, in a, in a way, it made them better. It doesn't mm, look like it, but in I a agree. In, in a I, way, because we them talked better. about that in yeah. week three about how Tyreek was saying he wasn't getting the ball. You don't mm-hmm. want a player on a team like that that's crying about getting the ball. Yeah. But you know that's the diva receiver yeah. mentality. Yeah, for sure. Okay, we can, I and, I, and I can't blame him because he's trying that. to get paid. Exactly. Right. So exactly. And remember, and remember, he took a hit coming in the draft. Yeah, because of all of the issues he had, yeah. so he could have got he would have got drafted way earlier. Yeah, right. So I understand that. Okay. All right, fellas, let's get back to this top five. five. Okay. Four, three, two. We know three things were certain one. in the nineties. Okay. Right. Okay. For the most part, two of them are, are for certain in life: death, taxes, and that third thing was Barry Sanders Barry running four thousand yards for sure. Right. For sure. So top five running backs. We discussed it last week. Um, Will, you said Walter Payton was one, Barry was two for you, Adrian Peterson was no, three. Dickerson. Dickerson was, was three, three, Adrian AP Peterson four, was four, and Emmett, five. and Emmett was five. Me, I said Walter, uh, Barry, Jim Brown, Adrian, and Emmett. And so Emmett. we we had some time to discuss it. Um, we had got some feedbacks from 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 some of the people on the poll. Before we get to that, Paris, top five running backs of all time. You know, I don't, I don't diverge that far away from y'all list. Okay. Um, same order or no, no, no. Order? It's a little different order. Okay. I gotta go off of what I actually saw. Right. I saw Barry play. Right. Yeah. Now I didn't, I didn't get the advantage of seeing, you know, guys like um, Jim Brown play. Right. But of course, you see the NFL classic games and all that kind of stuff, and you can do the history on it. So. I can't disrespect him being – I can't take him off my list right. because he was a, a man amongst boys right. for his time period. Mm-hmm. But what Barry could do yeah, and, and the fact that he had no one to speak of to block for him, I got to put him number one. Okay. I got to put him number one. So I, I got Barry at number one <clears throat> out of respect for the way he imposed his will. Mm-hmm. I got to give Jim Brown that number two spot. Okay. Okay. So after the number two spot, you can't you can't get any better than Walton Payton. Walter. I mean, Walter was just. So you got Barry and Jim. Barry and, and Jim. Walter. Okay. And then Walter. Okay. And um, I gotta I gotta when when I pick lists as far as top five, I think about guys that changed the game, and for me, Adrian Peterson, when he came into the league. He changed the game. He was he was just an animal. That's a Clydesdale man. He could. He, <laughs> did you, did, you didn't see any similarities to to Eric Dickinson with 
I, or Jim Brown with with Adrian Peterson because like well, you know what he did. that that would be a good blend because he had a little bit of both. both yeah, he had a little bit of both. Yeah. You know, he could run like he had a battery yeah. pack in his back. Yeah, right. Like, but he had physicality. He could finish. Yeah. Right. He could yeah. finish those tackles. Yeah. So to me, AP gets that number four spot. Okay. I mean, he was just special. Okay. And, and, you, and even when you think about the longevity of his game, mm-hmm. even after the injury, man, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, so the, the season after the injury was when I was like, yeah, yeah. season. Mm-hmm. Man. I said, yeah, that's different. Yeah, he's different. Yeah, he's different. And this was before they was, you know, so tech with the ACLs mm-hmm. and all of that. So yeah, that was crazy. And so the number five spot becomes really interesting, right? Because so many different ways, man, right? Because you're thinking, what about Emmitt Smith, right? Okay, like you got. I mean, he got the Russian rugged. Yeah. Like, what you going to do? Yeah. This is tough for me. Okay. Who so I'm with? I'm going to go honorable mention. Okay. Honorable mention. Honorable mention. I'm a, I'm back down to seven. <laughs> My favorite running back. Okay, number seven. Personal. Okay. I can't put him top five. Okay. But he's my he's my guy. Right. Marshall Falk. I'm a Rams fan. That's fair. Marshall, Marshall seven Falk. or five. He's seven. seven. He's seven on my list. Yeah. My, my top ten. Yeah. He's seven on my list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Marshall at seven. Yeah. And, and, and number six, mm-hmm. which I would say was the predecessor, Ladanian Thompson. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I had Ladanian eight. <sighs> I had Ladanian at eight. Man, I'm yeah. telling you, he had a stretch where he was just, there's nothing you could do with him. Yeah. But ultimately, I got to put him at five. Him at yeah. five. I got to put him there. I can't disrespect him. Okay. I, now, you know, now granted, the line, the line was dominant. The receivers. The receivers, the, the whole quarterback. Thing. He had the whole nine. He had he had yeah. the whole package laid out for him. But I mean the record but, is the record. But the record yeah. is the record. Now this is what we like to do, right? We 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 talk football here, so we really gonna talk football. Okay. Will and I and, and and I hate this sometimes because I know people probably wanna hear us debate more on here, but it's just like, bro, we we love and we know football. Like we digest it, we we take it in. So it's like we think we the way debate. the game is supposed to be played. Yeah. And the reason why we both had Walter Payton at one over Barry, mm. for one, to me, Barry was the smartest running back of all time. Smartest. He knew how to he he knew how to uh Pre- preserve himself. Preserve himself. Mm-hmm. Yes. He knew how to navigate through the line and to avoid big hits. Yeah. Barry could break a tackle. You know what I'm saying? I've seen him run over a few people, but his his game was more finesse, more, more, more agile. Juke you here. Mm-hmm. He was also fast. He ran a four three seven, right? Mm-hmm. But when you look at his style of play, and I think that's why he was able to rush for a thousand yards every year, was because of his ability to stay healthy. Walter played in that, to me, he played in the most violent era. The barbarian era is what I call it. And being 5'11", 200 pounds, who ran a 4'4", but he ran towards contact. Oh, speaking of, um, Walter, bro, I got you something. Oh, wow. Thank you. I I appreciate that. Thank you. Now, see, that's a brother for you. Yes, it is. Thank you. 100% authentic. I'm going to wear this tonight. (laughs) My nightgown. Appreciate that, 100% authentic. (laughs) You know what I mean? Walter Payton. Um, Again, and then when you look at Walter's career, right? Walter played from... Walter played from... Walter played from 70, 75 okay, to 87, 87, right? 
Okay, seventy five. When you think about when you think about that nineteen seventy seven year, the his MVP year, he rushed for almost nineteen hundred yards, right? But you also have to keep in mind that they only played fourteen games back then. Same thing, like 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 I had a conversation with my pops over the weekend. I asked him the same thing: five top five greatest greatest running backs of all time. He was stuck on Jim Brown at one, and then he went to Walter at two, right? Yeah. But he saw Jim Brown play. Exactly. Right. Right. Again. Me and my dad, we you know we would debate, and I said, "Well, the thing about Jim is that he was ahead of his time. He, he remind was. me, him and Adrian Peterson are almost mirror images, except for Adrian is more agile in terms of the ability to juke because of what football players weren't doing back then. Okay. But then you also have to look at the competition that Jim played against. So mm-hmm. what do you mean ahead of like help 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 me and also Jim was everybody ahead, that's of, ahead of his time? Yeah, what do you mean by that? Jim played in the era where he was just he dominated the league. So like Bill Russell, exactly. Yes. Okay, exactly. Right. Yes. Right. That's, that's a great example. That's a yes. great. Okay, gotcha. Yes. Okay, that's what yes. you mean. Okay, I'm with you. Same thing with like Will Chamberlain. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you. Right. Dominated the league. Right. Okay. The thing that made Jim so special not only because of the yards that he rushed for, mm-hmm. but then his his yards yard per yards per carry, yeah. and then also teams knew what the Browns were going to do. Yeah, absolutely. It's the same thing with the Bears though. The Bears right. didn't have any All Pro receivers. All of their all pros were on defense. Yeah. They had an all pro left tackle, but they didn't have, and they barely had a quarterback. And yeah, Jim McMahon. And he taught me that over the over the weekend when we talked about this, because I, I I was waiting for you, I was waiting for you to finish because you said it, and I found it funny because Justin had already put me on with this. You said he had nobody that you could think of to block for him, Barry. Yeah, but he had an all pro left tackle. He had Lomas Brown. Okay. He had an all pro receiver, Herman Moore. You see what I'm saying? Like, so it's like when you really do your homework yeah, on it. He had a decent. It was decent. Like the Bears still had a decent offense. Don't yeah, get me wrong. It was decent. But when you think about, it's the same thing. Teams lined up and put seven, eight in the box to stop Walter. Mm-hmm. And it was years where Walter. It was two years where, uh, it was his rookie year, and then it was 1981 where he averaged under four yards a carry. His rookie year, um, he only rushed for 700 yards. The 81 season, he still rushed for 1,200 yards. He still got over a thousand, but teams geared up to stop him. But going back to that seventy-seven year, just imagine if he had two more games, he would have rushed for over two thousand yards. Uh-huh. Plus pro- that same year, he had the single-game rushing record at two seventy-five against Minnesota. All right, because I'm sitting here doing the math. If he went nineteen over fourteen games, you add two more games, sixteen games, seventeen games. You said over two thousand. He might have pushed twenty-three. Yeah. And, and he was durable. He only missed <laughs> when you when you look at the numbers because in eighty two, nineteen eighty two, yeah, his frame. Eighty two yeah. was the strike year, so they only played. What? They played I think nine like eight games, eight nine, nine games that year. Yeah. So when you look at it, he only missed four, three or four games in his career, his entire career, thirteen year career. He rushed for a thousand yards. 10 seasons. Barry did it in 10 seasons as well. Walter, to me, is the greatest running back of all time. Barry is a close second. When you look at Barry's yards per carry for his career mm-hmm. at like 5.1, over 3,000 rushes, and five point. Same thing with Jim Brown. Yeah. Jim Brown averaged almost six per <laughs> carry. You know what I'm saying? Right. But again, you look at the level of competition right. that Jim had. Right. That Jim played against. You look at the error that that um 
that Walter played in. You look at the running backs that played. Come on, Earl Campbell played during that time. Yeah, look point. at. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Man. Like them got like like you said, barbarians. That was that was the barbarian era. The 80s, 70s, 80s. Barbarians. Yeah. That was, and of course with Emmitt Smith, when you look at his numbers, they were very respectable between, you know, 90 and 97. He had a drop off. And then off. he had a drop off. Yeah. But he just, he his body held up. So yeah. you got to give him that on longevity. Absolutely. The same thing with with Walter. But now, I will understand if, <clears throat> I will understand if Emmett didn't make someone's top five just because, to be fair, he had everything. Mm-hmm. He had the line, he had the receivers, he had the quarterback. So you went into the game saying we stopping Emmett, but it wasn't that you know what I mean. You couldn't right. put eight in the box against right. them because you ain't gonna leave Michael Irvin one on one unless you got Dion. Mm-hmm. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So you right. still gotta respect that. You gotta respect right. that. So I would I would definitely understand if someone said that it was like no nah, Emmett, but yeah. Come All on. All right, man. here we go. Oh Lord. Check it out. <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna throw some stuff at y'all, right? <clears throat> Tom Brady. Okay. Barry Sanders. Okay. Mike Allstock. Uh-huh. Shannon Sharp. John Ogden. Uh-huh. Bruce Matthews. Mike Webster. Marshall Yonder. Jackie Slater. Jerry Rice and Randy Moss. You just put a whole offense together. Right. Hold on. <clears throat> Lime into Reggie White. Oh, you going the whole 22. Aaron Donald. <laughs> Joe Green, Lawrence Taylor, Ray Lewis, Mike Singletary, Derek Brooks, Deion Sanders, Chad Bailey, Ed Reed, Sean Taylor. Well, that's a 3-4? That's a 3-4. Buddy Ryan. Yeah, that's a 3-4. Add a little 46 in there. Um, yeah. Special teams, Justin Tucker, Ray Guy, <laughs> Come on. Devin Hester. So here we go. Two-minute warning. Paris. You got two minutes to give me your greatest, your, you assemble your ultimate team. Either you can give me your, your defense or your offense. You got two minutes to give it to me. This is the two-minute warning. <laughs> you need some time? <laughs> you got two minutes. Hold oh, on. that's... that. Let, let me let me. No 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 no. I can put a defense together on the top of my head. He did a all twenty two. Yeah, he did a all twenty two. All <laughs> oh got two minutes. Goodness, offense or defense? Let me know. All right, I gotta go offense. Okay, okay, okay. Um, man, that's tough. Ten seconds in. All right, come on now. This 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 is ridiculous. Will, how you set me up like this? I, hey, I, I wasn't this, ready for this one either. <laughs> hey, look, I, okay, I ain't, I ain't so if I if I gotta go QB, I'm gonna start there because that's the way I would start in building my franchise. Minute thirty seconds. <laughs> Joe Montana. Okay, I gotta go Joe. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, wide receivers. Let's start out. Start out wide. Give me Jerry Rice on one side. Uh, give me Randy Moss on the other side. Mm, I think, Randy. yeah, I think them two will complement each other beautifully. Minute ten. Okay, uh, let me come inside, tight end. Uh, let's see, man, it's tough. It's a lot of good ones. Um, man, I want to go Tony Gonzalez. Oh my god, how did I know you was? Gonna say oh that? man, I want to go Tony. I knew you Fifty was seconds. Say okay, Tony. let me go Tony. Okay, all right, let's bring it into the line. 
man. Um, man, Russell Merlin. Ooh. Um, man, that whole seconds. That whole Dallas line. You gonna take the whole line? Man, you know what? I'm gonna take it easy on myself. Give me the whole Dallas line. Okay. Okay. Right. Give me the whole Dallas line. All right. We need. A, All right. Need running a, back. Running back and fullback. It, it's already known. I'm taking Barry Sanders. Okay. Give me Dallas line and Barry Sanders, and we going. We going all the way oh, with yeah. it. And, and guess what? Who your fullback? Let me get the Dallas guy to you. Uh, <laughs> Daryl Johnston. Yeah. Let Moose. me get Daryl. Let me get Moose. Moose. Let so me get Moose. You taking Jimmy Johnston as the coach? Today? I sure am. <laughs> <laughs> How about them Cowboys? Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. That was good. You got that it done. Yeah, man. that wasn't bad. I right, clap it up for you, man. You got it done. Man, that and that was bad. so pressure. Five seconds to spare. Good. Uh, me, I'm going defense. I'm a Uh-oh, defense. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is the two minute warning. All right, I'm going defense. Um, I'm running a 43. I would probably go Charles Haley on one end. And I'm doing this off my head. Charles Haley on one end. I'm going to go Aaron Donald in the middle. I'm going to go Mean Joe Green in the middle. And then my other end, I'm going to put Reggie White on my other end. My linebackers, I'm going to probably go Singletary. I'm going to probably go Ray Lewis. And I want one that can cover a little bit more for me. Um, matter of fact, I'm going to just, because if I got Ray and, Ray and Singletary, I'll take somebody like, I'll probably take um the one that's in San Fran right now. Fred Warner. Warner. Fred, Fred Warner. Warner. Okay. Warner. I'll take nice. him to run with okay. him. Yeah. Um, my, my corners, this way I'm going to kill y'all. My corners, I'm taking Dion on one corner. Got to. My other corner, I'm going to Santi Samuel. My safeties, I want Sean Taylor playing my strong safety. And my free safety, I want Raw Wilson. Okay. I am shocked by that. That's okay. my defense. I, I'm shocked by that. I thought you was gonna go Ed Reed. No, I, I was, thought you was gonna go Ronnie Lott. No, no, I was gonna go Ronnie Lott, but I would rather Ta- I would take Sean, Sean Taylor. Taylor. I wouldn't put gotcha. Sean Taylor and Ronnie together. Yeah. Gotcha. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because the way I'm doing my four three, I'm playing man. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm playing man. Okay. And I feel like Sean could come down in the box for mm-hmm. me. Absolutely. I could put uh, Raw Wilson. He he could play corner. So I could put him on the slot one-on-one. Okay. And I like my chance. You're not running on him. No. Charles Haley, Reggie White. And then I got, you know, I got Aaron Donald where he can stop the run and he can get to your quarterback from up the middle. I'm ready. Okay. That's my defense. Hey, man. This was a great podcast, Paris. We definitely appreciate you stopping by. We definitely gonna get you. Uh, we definitely gonna get you back soon. Um, hey, Ron, we appreciate your time. <laughs> hey, this is Adjusting the World Podcast. We'll see y'all next week. Peace, peace. Another thing, stop playing us, man. We made, we the Detroit Lions. We the Detroit Lions. Stop playing with us. I don't even watch TV, but I heard everybody already picked their, picked the Packers over us. Stop playing with us. That's all I gotta say, man. Don't let these tears fool you. It's all dog around dog this mud. Around this mud.